Welcome, welcome, all you listeners out there. This is the Difference Podcast. I'm your host, CO, and I'm here with my. What's the word of the day? Mm. What's the word of the day we got going on? Mm. Oh my God, I wrote it up there, but I forgot it again. Did this, I erase it? This is, huh? Did I erase it? Oh, yes, you did erase oh, it. Oh, shit, actually. my bad. Um, oh, well. My. Uh, glorious. Okay. Glorious. Okay, word my of the glorious day. Glorious like co host, like uh, uh, Garrett, today. All right. What were you saying about the mic? Nothing. Well, shit. Nothing. Okay, never mind then. But either way, we're here with our uh, friend from, well, my friend from the hospital, and then a new acquaintance for uh, Garrett today. A new friend. Yes, Mabel. How are you doing today? Hi. Thanks for having me on today. How have you had a busy day? I know you. Yeah, uh, I just drove back from Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, for real? What were you doing? What were you doing in Huntsville? I was introducing my boyfriend to my family. Oh, <laughs> for the first time. We're at. Yeah, for the first time. Also, oh. for, for the listeners out there, the boyfriend is in the room listening. Yes, so yes, he, he is. He's our, our first, first live audience live member. audience member. So <laughs> did it all go well? Do they like him? Is they he a keeper? love him. They, they love, love him. him. Oh, okay. that's a great start. That's what we like to see. Yeah. So we like to fuck it up, sir. That's what we like to see. All right, so. We're going to go ahead and get started, and if you could just give us a little bit about what it was like growing up for you and what childhood was like. Yeah, I'll, I'll start it out. So I'm 27. Um, I grew up in Dayton, Ohio, which for Ooh. anyone who doesn't uh, know a northerner. that area, <laughs> yeah, a, northerner. a Yankee, uh, for anyone who doesn't know that area of Ohio, it's maybe two hours north of the Ohio-Kentucky border. Okay. Mm. So um, about an hour north of Cincinnati. Okay. Um, Never been to Ohio. Is it, yeah. is it like everybody says, it's always cold and snowing it up there all the time? It is cold and snow. Yeah. It's not as bad as other places like Wisconsin or um you know the michigan area especially with the lake effect where you would have a bunch of uh you know the the water will cause extra oh sorry the water will cause extra snow um but but it is pretty wintry and snowy there people are obsessed with christmas lights christmas lights yes like so much more so much more than here yes not like in the south like like christmas in july kind of thing well i mean we put them up pretty early i mean Uh, you have the people who celebrate Diwali, but yeah. um, generally, though, people will put up lights a lot earlier and longer than here in the South. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Except for I, the occasional redneck leaves them on their porch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. yeah, you can. We had like a Christmas tree running all year round in one of the geology oh. departments in my undergrad. And man, they would theme that thing uh, Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day. Well, it was all based around the Christmas tree. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was a geology department, so they said they had a right to because they you know, <laughs> lorded <laughs> over the plants. We have a right to this. Don't. Yeah, we, it, this, <laughs> this is a geology. Thing. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is nature at work. Of course, it was yeah. a plastic Christmas tree. Yeah. But, wow. Well, you know. Shout out to geology with for a plastic Christmas yeah. tree. Yeah. <laughs> hey, geology nerds, you rock. Shout yeah. out. Yeah, up yeah they're like, place. we're not cutting down a real one. Yeah. Guys, that just goes against <laughs> everything we talk about. <laughs> So, okay, but so yeah. uh, basically you described all that Ohio is, but what were you like as a child? What Can you remember what that was like for you? Oh, uh, yeah, so I was a pretty good kid, and then... Uh, Goody two-shoes? M- yeah, <laughs> and then, um, you know, I was in, in middle school, and my parents divorced, so that was mm-hmm. a kind of a, a surprise. Oh, no. And, uh, you know, the, then I entered high school, and... Uh, I, you know, I'd been struggling. I have an autoimmune disease, actually. Mm. It's called Crohn's disease. Oh, um, okay. That's, I'm not going to, I hate to divert it to pop culture, but that's what Pete Davidson has, isn't it? I don't know. Oh, fuck. I'm, you know about that? <laughs> I'm no, not really good at this. Oh, okay, well. I don't pay attention to Pete Davidson whatsoever. <laughs> I, so. well, I, don't know. I don't know. He's a pretty vibey uh, pop culture figure overall, but my, I digress. My bad. Go on. Talk yeah, no, that's, that's really 
you know, so I, I had Crohn's disease and I was kind of, you know, going back and forth between houses until eventually I decided, you know, I'm going to just stay at my mom's house and it was better for my, my mental health and mm-hmm. everything. And, uh, did that and uh, Crohn's disease for anybody out there is a uh, autoimmune disease um, specific for almost the entire lining of the gastrointestinal tract mm-hmm. and you'll have something called transmural inflammation which is inflammation throughout the whole um, the intima all the way to the outside of the intestine there and it's typified by ulcerations and things like skipping lesions mm-hmm. um, which is um, you know just I guess inflammation that literally skips around, but yeah. um, most often you'll find inflammation in the terminal ilium, which is that mm. area between um, the right where the ilium borders the the cecum, okay, uh, which yeah. is the first part of the colon. So well, in case anybody is wondering, yeah, out there, and if you know, any people were intimidated by the big words, just look it up on the internet. Yeah, well, yeah I'm just like, well, you know, you say you name a disease, and someone's like, I have no idea what that is. We're just gonna keep going with this podcast or turn it off. So, have you always had that, or is it something that is that like something you're born with, or just no, no, it's not, it's not congenital. It is actually something people usually get in their 20s to 30s. Oh, but I had gotten it early because I have a more severe form. So you didn't have it like around like elementary school or middle school kind of thing? Yeah, I, I had it at the start of middle school. Just started oh. dropping a bunch of weight out of the blue. Mm. And um, my mom actually kept taking me to the doctor and was like, something's wrong with my daughter. She's losing weight. She's in the bathroom all the time. Mm. Not and the best place for a teenage girl to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the doctor thought yeah. she was crazy. That she thought uh, The doctor thought she had Munchausen by proxy, mm-hmm. which is, you know, basically making your kids sick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, and they thought she was is. like poisoning that, me or something. That sounds a lot more. Um, were, they, were they like asking your mom questions? Like, are you getting enough sleep? At <laughs> yeah. She called. Did she she called my you dad. Out? This yeah. is yeah. not about me. This is about my daughter. Damn it. Yeah. 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 She called my dad at the time, and he was like, "I think your mom has some mental issues. Mm, wow. Maybe she has mental issues, but it's not by making me sick." Yeah. <laughs> no, my mom's awesome. Yeah. My mom is amazing. Shout out, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, <laughs> Thanks, Mabel's mom. mom. <laughs> Love you so much. Um. So. Do you have any siblings, or is it just you? I do. I have three sisters. Three sisters. We've Older. Had, we've had a lot of people with like multiple sisters come yeah, on. Yeah. Where, where's the, the guest with all brothers or at least yeah. one brother? Like all, all of them have been mostly uh, sisters, yeah. but no. Yeah, I've, not to I've, shade I've on two. You or I have three step siblings, and two of them are mm-hmm. female as well. So. Okay. And do, are you? Do you keep uh, in touch with them to this day? Um, no, actually, some of my. Uh, other sisters do, but um, I, I wasn't as close with them. Just in, their ages were younger than me, and okay. they haven't really had a relationship. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, All right. As well, active with the family. Well, uh, tying back to, um, I mean, you described a little bit, but uh, you didn't describe a little bit what elementary school was like. Oh, <laughs> it was not. It was, it was uh, really not the most interesting thing. Yeah. I started out in a Catholic school. Oh. Uh, and Wait, <laughs> looking over at Gary. Gary, do you think that's interesting? You did a little, uh, <laughs> you did a little thing I, with your head there. I didn't do anything. Oh no! Okay, I just look. Did you see him do a thing with his head? I, I wasn't looking at him, but oh. I really should. Okay, <laughs> never mind. That was just me and my. Don't, be, don't try to call me. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, don't try to call me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do anything. Yeah, I didn't mean, are we gonna flinch at all over there? No, but no. Yeah. Like school. I went for the first two years, and they had an issue with like funding, and I wasn't. I wasn't great at reading, actually. Really? No, I was yeah, awful. Same. Didn't, didn't read. <laughs> so They're both they, reading deficient, apparently. Yeah, so they um, they had initially, they told my mom, you know, that the teacher 
she she would send my mom home with she would send me home with a list of all the reasons why I shouldn't be in her classroom. Wow. About how I'd cry all the time and that's how an I didn't extra, know what I was doing. That was your teacher? Oh, that was my teacher. Yeah. Damn, and a actually Catholic teacher at the damn, end of oh the year. God. So basically she like was telling your mom, like, I don't want your daughter in my class. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Please get her removed. My mom that's felt terrible. like she was singling me out. For real? That's exactly what she was doing. Sending a damn list home all the time. At the end of the year she told me that um I needed to repeat the grade because I was disabled. Wow. Uh, what yeah, the fu- wait, because in terms I couldn't of read. What, wait, what grade Because I this? couldn't read third grade. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Well, that's supposed to be, so I guess I was in, I was, oh, did I? Yeah, it was in second grade. Sorry. And uh, so, yeah, basically it was a, you're paying for private school and that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. At the time, my mom said, well, why don't you get her a reading tutor or something? And yeah, they like said a they reading coach or something. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. And they said they wouldn't be able to, you know, fund it unless they declared me like someone who would need a lot of extra help. And yeah. my mom doesn't like labels like, like that. So, okay. She was like, I'm pulling her to public school and yeah. public school is great. I yeah, was able to read like, by the was, end of the year. I was a public school kid all the way up. Yeah. Wait, so could you, did you already, did you become better at reading at public school or something? Like, yeah, they, they had the funding to actually yeah, have public, me in a special reading Public school, reading you group. get funding from like the government and different types yeah. of things. And yeah. like private school is more of like a personally funded Especially like, well, you'd especially expect, like, well, you'd like, like church school, like church funded schools. I don't know, but yeah. you'd expect it for it to be a private school that they'd be better in terms of uh, putting more care into a child's uh, education, right? Um, That's the assumption, I guess. Yeah, it's an oxymoron. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but. interesting. Well, I mean, I can say that someone that, was, that grew up Catholic, I never went to the school, but I was uh, raised that way just because you know, where I come from. We've already talked about this before, but did you embody anything that had to do with Catholicism while at a Catholic school or was it just like, I'm just here to gain education? Um, but probably the latter. Yeah. 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 Um, and so after, when I got to college, actually I was a Mormon for a year and a half. Oh, wow. So I would not say <laughs> when it came, flopping yeah, their religions when here. it came down to confirmation time, uh, you're supposed to, for those who aren't Catholic, uh, for I don't know, I'm probably not representing the religion very well. <laughs> you <laughs> can tell because I didn't. Basically, you know, the Catholic Church believes that uh, when you reach a certain age, you're supposed to confirm your belief because mm-hmm. they don't want you just kind of blindly, you know, following a religion based on the people yeah. before you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, around eighth grade time, uh, that age usually members of the church who have, you know, been accepting the Eucharist prior, mm-hmm. um, had go through something called a confirmation where they decide they want to confirm their faith in the church and remain a Catholic. But yeah. I didn't end up going with that. Nah, so. I mean, uh, I, let's just say that I did do the confirmation thing because I... Oh, so you're confirmed. Yes. You're solidified. I, 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 <laughs> I'm established. <laughs> you're, you're, you're established now. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, I, I don't remember a lot about it. You know, mm-hmm. I got, they're kind of just like, hey, show up to church someday and then we'll give you a certificate and then there's food afterward. Yeah. <laughs> really you get some free gifts. You get like a certificate for it? Yeah, there's this, I remember, oh, okay. I remember the certificate and I remember not knowing where it is now. Uh, so yeah. let's just say. Because I would say that I think the difference, like I grew up Baptist, so like the difference would be like you get, like you said, and, and, uh, to be a Catholic, you have like the confirmation thing mm-hmm. and you go through like, I guess you, was it like a ceremony type of thing? Yeah, or was it was it just a whole like ceremony. Because yeah. I guess for like, for like me personally, it was more of like a, like when you, ex, you know, you personally ex, accept uh, Christ and then it was like the, um, the baptism. 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of mm-hmm. like your, I guess, like your signal. Yeah. And your symbol is like, you know, showing everybody that, you know, you've accepted. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. It's, kinda, it's just a different way of accepting, I guess yeah, you'd yeah, say. Yeah. Pretty much. I yeah. mean, Catholicism is like the origin of Christianity and then the whole Protestants and stuff. So I'm sure like a lot of the things that go along are, you know, are relate with each other in terms yeah, of how yeah. things may be celebrated. Yeah. <laughs> it's just all different. Just but saying that you've been flippity floppy with the religions <laughs> most of your life. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, are you, um, and again, this is like, everything's anonymous kind of thing, but are you in any religion now after being in so many or are you just kind of just like being Mabel? No, I'm, I'd say I'm pretty much me right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of define myself. I try to find a, uh, kind of what i fall under mm-hmm. um but i don't have an outright clear answer i decided i'm closest probably to the unitarians which believe in well to my knowledge i hope i'm not misrepresenting yeah. anybody um but uh kind of believe in one god and one god only mm-hmm. and not necessarily the trinity oh so okay the god son and the holy spirit all as one so when people pray to like jesus they're actually also praying to god yeah yeah I, yeah. yeah i yeah, see no, like I a distinction between them i don't okay okay yeah. right, what did yeah. you say it was called Uni- Uni- unitarianism unitarian big okay. word for all yeah. you people out there yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> look it up if you don't know what we're talking about okay i was thinking about something completely different and it was more in terms of a philosophy term i don't think it's, i don't think it's that important but basically I, it was a it's a philosophy term i don't know what it's called but it's very close to that word and it's basically like promoting the most good over yeah it's not important anymore but it doesn't matter but moving on uh so we talked about middle school and you developing the Crohn's disease and all mm-hmm. that stuff how uh much did it, your life change and how did, much did it change in terms of relating w- relating to people when you were in school mm-hmm. um i didn't have a huge problem relating to people i guess because i didn't really have a lot of friends oh so, wow. I, had, so I guess that would mean i had a really big problem to people, <laughs> but i never got bullied or anything wow. if that was the question you're just like i'm able <laughs> <laughs> i'm just here yeah. y'all yeah. um and uh i was in the hospital a lot in mm-hmm. high school mm. so uh that was like out of the four years like you would say that you were in the hospital um, majority of the time yeah, i'd say you know it was back and forth and same with middle school okay. um it was a lot of making up. Like I missed my first couple of days of so yeah. my sophomore was it, year. Of was high it like school. missing days at a time, or like you'd say like a week or two yeah. at a time? Or it, it it depended mostly. I think days at a time. Okay. Um, mm. The thing about it is, uh, if you're not doing well, you know, a simple cold can put you down for the count for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, a lot of the immune suppressants they'll put people on are pretty hardcore. So yeah, something that would not affect someone. Uh, you know, it would be like your standard flu would be a really hard thing to get over mm. with uh, so it, types of medications. Would it like just kind of like prolong the symptoms or was it like affecting other aspects of your health? It would, well, both. Both, yeah. Okay. I was I was severely malnourished. One of the uh, typifiers of the disease is not being able to absorb nutrients. So okay. oh. I could eat like anything. And you just wouldn't absorb anything? Wouldn't digest, oh. so I'd be like a stick. You know, okay. Uh, yeah. Which a lot of people are like, oh, you're so lucky, you're skinny. Mm, but you gotta like, really yeah, think about it. It's a disease. <laughs> right, you guys, yeah. Like you're not having like diarrhea in the bathroom in the morning yeah. and all the girls in there, man, they would be doing their hair. Girls will bring in crazy stuff into the bathroom. Oh, like, boy. In I, high school. I have a sister, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I have an older sister, trust They bring me. in like their I'm whole makeup kit and, not, you know, yeah. hair curlers. Like they would have a whole beautician set up yeah. there. Mm, me me trying to get ready in the mornings with my sister was like... I, I, 
all I needed to do was brush my my damn teeth and maybe take a piss and then leave. And it, <laughs> that, that was like I had to schedule a time. Three she hours was not, later. Yeah, honestly, it amazes me that girl just for her to hate the way she looks and have to. <laughs> Honestly, like, I need to brush my teeth. Just let me get in for it'll take me th- a minute. Let me get in and out. Yeah. I can say that as a dude waking up in the morning, like it's already so much simpler. Know, it's it's no no no. <laughs> so even, not even that it's simpler, but it's like I couldn't imagine having to get up like an hour, hour and a half, two hours oh, yeah. earlier. Yeah, she just would, to put on yeah, makeup like, to just, get to school at like eight a.m. She'd wake up at like six, and I was like, I'm waking up at like seven forty-five. <laughs> and just throw barely. my shit on, leaving at the last possible second. Exactly, which, it and kind of explains why she's always late too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she probably has the straightest hair out of anybody in that yeah, class, though. Yeah. No, it was like, curly, so she had to oh, a bunch. Oh, of, oh, we, we had to put the have real curly hair. She had to do all this the bedazzling. But and she everything. did go through a phase where she straightened, and it was kind of that was kind of funny. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Of course, what a that's what you say yeah. as your brother. But um, yes, yeah, so during this time that you were going back and forth in the hospital and uh, dealing with all that stuff, is there anything that you did to, on top of the fact that you say you had no friends? No. I mean, <laughs> did I do anything interesting with my life at that point? I don't. I don't think I did. I was. I was pretty sheltered. I was going through a lot of, at home, you know, with my family's yeah. divorce and uh, kind of realized my my biological father didn't he didn't know how to raise children. It was largely on my mom. Mm-hmm. So, um, that was kind of a hurdle. Cause when we, we, yeah. we started going back and forth before I decided to be with my mom full time, I was really, you know, helping, you know, raise my sisters because he uh, didn't know how to, were you the oldest? No, I was the second oldest. Uh, okay. Did you get help from the oldest at least? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think, I think that's one of the reasons why we're very close. Okay. Okay. So you, you said you're closer to your, your older sister, but not so much the younger ones. Oh, mean, <laughs> well, that's not. If they're listening, I love you no, both. No, <laughs> I love you all. Yeah, we, we know I, what you mean by that. I, like, I, yeah, I'm very close with all my sisters, mm-hmm. um, but I think I'm the closest. And I think part of that is just our ages are closer together. Yeah, okay. that's, that's always plays a, yeah. a big factor in it. Yeah, too. And, and it wasn't until you know you fully mature as an adult that that age gap you know starts to narrow and everyone's mm-hmm. the same maturity. Yeah. Okay. Mm, okay so just to clarify there was nothing that you like poured yourself into in terms of hobbies or i was not interesting in high school oh wow no i mean college i, I, mean, I was no, I mean, that's completely but normal it's completely normal but the, i don't know maybe this is just from watching movies like fault in our stars or something like that where no offense to that but just where they'd like i don't know do something or maybe it wasn't it wasn't fault in our stars but it was like a movie that was right that was close to it but it was I'm trying to think of what fucking movie you're I trying to talk about right I now. I can't think of, but I could remember like there was. I could just remember there was a girl in bed, and it was starting like Cole Sprouse too. So if you guys, oh, know. that oh, was the cystic fibrosis. That's the five feet. Yeah, that's the five feet apart one, ain't it? With the what? That's called five feet apart, isn't it? Yes. Five feet apart. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I was it. Yeah. Don't it's ask about me how I know CF that. Patients. Yeah. <laughs> I got drugged to yeah. that with my sister. Wow. Yeah. Um, I don't so even know why. I, I think it was just like I think it was the middle of um 2020. We were in deep in lockdowns, and yeah. you know, it was like, oh, Cole Sprouse. Oh, let's see what movie he's doing. So I watched it. And yeah. I was like, okay, this is cute. Um, but in the movie, I think like the girl in there, she was in the hospital a lot, and she was doing a lot of like coding and all that yeah, kind of stuff. So yeah. that you can't see, you can't, you were in that kind of position. No, um, I would not say I would had nearly the struggles that someone with CF would have. Mm-hmm. Um, for those patients, they have to do a lot of. Um, like things to release their their mucous membranes because mm-hmm. I think it's a deficiency in the chloride channel. Oh, um, but that believe it or not affects everything. It affects your GI system. It just, it affects you know any duct. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and you know and so they really really struggle and they take multiple medications every day and they actually do need to have like 
unlike, you know, COVID was the first time a lot of them were able, I think, and I hope I'm not misrepresenting anybody who has CF or no CF, but um, I, I didn't have, I, although I have an autoimmune disease, I did not, f I do not feel like it, it's nearly the extent that mm -hmm. someone with CF would be having because they can truly catch an, an yeah. infection and, and, and die. Um, mm. I can catch an infection and be sick a long time, yeah. but it's not the same. Yeah. I was so. going to ask you like when he brought the COVID thing, like, so when that first started, like, were you, you, were you, so you're, you're, you are a scrub tech. So like yeah. you're working in a hospital. Did it like when it first started happening for you, was there any kind of like, I get not, I wouldn't say fear, but like kind of like a worry of like being very, like being worried about it and kind of like taking the extra precautions not to catch it because of your, mm -hmm. uh, that. And also because you work in a hospital, so you're going to be around it a lot. Was there any kind of like just worry, I guess you'd say when yeah. that happened or. Yeah, definitely there was. Um, so I'm currently on an immune suppressant for, um, moderate to severe Crohn's disease. It's called Intibio or Fendaluzumab. I've seen the commercials. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Say, I've seen the commercials. That <laughs> um, sounds familiar. You just so, you sounded just like it. <laughs> I think it's like an alpha four beta seven integrin inhibitor, but I'm I'm not for sure, so I have to look that up again. Um, essentially, but it is a, a immune suppressant, and luckily it is more specific toward the gut. Mm -hmm. um, so it, in high school, I had gotten to the point where we had ran through every medication that was FDA approved, wow. and the doctor sat my wow. family down and said, you know, we have nothing left to give you. Yeah. Um, but we can give you a bunch of trial medications that aren't FDA approved in the U.S. and we can put you on them and hopefully it'll be a little cheaper because mm, yeah. you know, you'll get a kickback because it's part of a research trial. Okay. So I tried yeah. that and um, now I'm not even talking about the question you asked. <laughs> no, you're, yeah, <laughs> yes. you're good. Um, but eventually I did find, I went back on medication later after I had a, a bowel resection and all my intestines started hooking up with each other and my actually bladder. Interesting way of boarding it. Yes. yes. Uh, it's, it's called fistulizing Crohn's disease. It's a really severe form okay. of what I have. And so I had an ostomy bag for seven months. I pooped in a bag. Hmm. And, um, I, bet that was, yeah. I bet that was lovely. I like, oh, yeah. I like how you just pause and it's like, oh, will we focus on that or will we move past that? But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, kind, of, it's <laughs> kind of pulling me from where Speaking I was before that, to where I am now. That they <laughs> had to put that in with them and... That woman was very, very much not pleased with having to have a cosmic bag. Yeah. yeah. That just made me think of that. Anyways. Yeah, they're, they're pretty, I mean, they're not, yeah. you you have it because you need it. You don't she have it because you she want was it. screaming mm -hmm. and bitching and complaining the whole way yeah. to the OR. And I was like, I, I have nothing to do with it. Don't yell at me. We're trying yeah. our best here. Aww. <laughs> I'm just bringing you to the desk and leaving you. Don't yell at me. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I'm, I was on, I was on the immune uh, medication, but it, luckily it is more gut specific. Mm. Um, that's a blessing. A lot of immune suppressants, they don't develop them for Crohn's disease. Mm -hmm. They develop them for something like rheumatoid arthritis where you can make a lot more money. Oh. Yeah. So what a lot of pharmaceutical companies will do is they'll create a drug and it'll work for anywhere in the mm -hmm. immune system. And then they'll say, oh, well, let's try to apply this to all these other immune conditions because yeah. we can make more money. We'll have a larger demographic to profit that off sounds of. sounds exactly like the um, business that they're in for. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But, you know. the business and not mm -hmm. the patient. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. But, yeah. but, you know, ironically, some of those medications have been the most successful ones for Crohn's disease. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Humira is one of them. Um, it has one of the highest. And it is not. it was not originally created for for Crohn's. Um, okay. But anyway, the one I'm on is more gut specific. Regardless, when COVID especially, um, that March 2020, I believe, mm -hmm. nobody really knew what it was. So it was a little, um, you know, guidelines were coming out and they weren't clear. You know, there mm -hmm. would be three hours is what it would take to go in and, and clean a room. Oh, wow. Yeah. That three kind hours. Of thing. 
Yeah, now it's down to 30 minutes. Because we started at the hospital at the same time, and that was in, uh, what, January of 21? Mm. So by yeah. January of 21, they kind of have a, they had a decent understanding you of how it, it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we missed it. And like, I, I, always, I, I remember asking somebody, I was like, so what was it like? What was it? What was the panic like when y'all first started? Yeah. Like going through it, being in here? I remember somebody was telling me they were like, um, you could, you could come, you could, you had a schedule that you had to do. This is just for like our position, I yeah. guess you'd say. Um, you had like your schedule, like, like say your 312s, but like if you were, if you had it or like you were worried of getting it, you could say, I'm only going to come in this one day and then you would get paid for like the other days. Oh, that was lucky. Mm. Something about, I, that's, that, that may not be the exact correct way of mm. how they yeah. said it, but um, I remember hearing something about that and then. They, like you said, like it was like a three-hour turnaround when it comes to surgeries and that kind of yeah. thing. Instead of now, it's like thirty minutes. And yeah, it really is. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that's. Would you prefer to the thirty minutes or three hours? Now that you, I would say the three hour because yeah, you yeah. would yeah. We don't do as much work. <laughs> when, when, they, when they changed it from the thirty minutes to three, you know, the when they changed it from three hours to thirty minutes, man, I, I was skeptical. I was like, okay, I'm not entering that yeah. room for at least another hour. Exactly. I, I don't yeah. trust you guys. Yeah. You just changed the Mm-mm. the guidelines yeah. like that. But um, yeah, I mean, we would work on uh, at the time I was working in Gen Surge, which is general surgery, and you know, we'd be doing a trach patient, for example, who had COVID, and here oh. I am, this immune suppressed person. Yeah, man. Luckily, yeah, right up in it. Yeah, and that's the thing. You are doing an airway switch out. So it's in uh, at our at UAB. We have the uh, the privilege of having residents. So they're up there in the airway, and we're kind of farther back. But at other places, uh, you know, you don't have the luxury. Uh, of having people who are training so you are right. the health you are the direct assistant for the right. doctor yeah and um yeah i'd be right up there in that airway and at the time <laughs> the the doctor i worked with love him to death i won't say who he is but um he had he had mentioned that it kind of felt like the aids epidemic mm-hmm. when in the 90s nobody really knew how you got aids nobody knew you know uh-huh. how contagious it, yeah. it was if it was contagious like what it was causing and, for people that had yeah it. and it was that feeling as you know in healthcare over a, a period of you know even 50 years y- he's already had this twice where there's this thing out oh. there and nobody knows how everyone's getting sick and there's this worry that you're going to contract something and die but you're out yeah. there still working yeah. with patients and you still have patients. to work through it and just you know that's right. your job you have to be there right and, and it's that that idea that you you are still you are needed like mm-hmm. you sign up for that when you decide to be yeah. in healthcare wow. that you are going to yeah, be there a lot there. of people probably think that's going into healthcare like oh, i'm not gonna have to deal with a pandemic yeah. Right. But, no, yeah, people don't are. think about that for, you know, 20 years until the next thing yeah, happens. Yeah, until the next one comes out. And crazy. Like, oh, shit, here I am. Which is crazy because I heard that uh, healthcare professionals are around, like, New York or something. Like, they completely just ditched the whole city when it had came out. Because, and uh, did you guys hear about that? New York about, was like, pretty when, bad about when they, like, fired a lot of people? No, they didn't fire. It was just, like, a bunch of people were just like, uh, there's this big, there's this deadly disease, and it's New York, so it's going to be sure. rampant. So it's just like, You can't go to work without out. riding that train. Mm, and yeah, everyone rides exactly, that train. Exactly. You know, yeah. that's kind of idea. But, but yeah, that's, that's, why, that's why I stay away from heavily populated cities. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as much as possible. As much as possible. Yeah. Try, like, not to live in them, I guess you'd say, because... You know, yeah. Let's just say you're that in a city that populated, and something like this breaks out. Because mm-hmm. like, if if COVID would have been like ten times worse than what it actually is, yeah, like just that, been, the normal man, everyday person, the whole, yeah, it would have been like, you know, yeah, took them all out. But let's just say I also read something where it's just like the idea that we have we we have a, we're in a pandemic right now. We had a pandemic, and this is right, not necessarily right after, but 
before like you said we had like the aids uh, epidemic and whatnot but it's there's um a hypothesis a theory that as you continue on in the future there's most likely gonna be more pandemics or more um okay maybe not full-blown pandemics but more epidemics uh to the degree that we're experiencing it like the aids or now just because of this is this is a uh, diversion in terms of topics but in terms of like deforestation and uh, humans interacting more with animals around there and then the oh. yeah the spread the spreading oh, of you're yeah. talking about monkey pox <laughs> yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah, you're talking they, about they, yeah, yeah we're going there which is crazy because it's interesting to know that most of the monkey pox cases are coming from like britain right now i don't know i don't know we're i can't correct you fa- on that one <laughs> yeah we're, 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 let's say that's not fact checks so and take the take it with a grain of salt but i don't know basically, basically everything we talk about with a grain of salt for for real, like we're all just here. we're just two, two college kids we're just trying our best with this here yeah. yeah but basically yeah it's a little scary to know that uh the future is a little unknown in terms of how much this would still play play a part in our lives yeah mm-hmm. but based off of a lot of things that you said right now you, you speak you're able to say a lot of the technical aspects of working in the hospital, being in the health field, but would you say it's the Crohn's that got you so interested in healthcare? Uh, Or have you just like like loved Grey's Anatomy growing up or something? (laughs) I I think I um, initially started, I started with business major, like a lot of kids starting with something and then changing it. Uh, And after the first semester, I then switched and decided I was gonna be surgical tech. Uh, honestly, I didn't know a lot about it. It sounded mm-hmm. ambitious to me, and uh, I didn't want to be a nurse. My sister was a nurse at the time, and I was egotistical. Egotistical. Um, probably wow. would have been smarter if I was a nurse. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm, I'm a better nurse here <laughs> yeah. of the family. Um, but I'll let you have it. Yeah, so my sister was a nurse, and you know, at the time, my dad was an engineer, so I didn't want to be an engineer. I want to do something different, uh, yeah. which you know is, is, in hindsight, stupid (laughs) (laughs) not not necessarily uh, so i decided to do that and then i I did emt that that summer Mm. and i got really a crash course in the medical field okay i didn't actually work as an emt um i did that at about i think 18 Mm. graduated uh high school i think 17 yeah and i didn't end up working as an emt i had gotten an offer from a local uh fire department but a lot of their shifts are every three days mm-hmm. and yeah. so if you're working every three days on a rotating schedule and you're trying to schedule school and i'd wanted to continue my education yeah, unless you were being paramedic impossible. right yeah. unless you're being a paramedic if your tuesday thursday classes or monday wednesday friday it's just not feasible yeah mm-hmm. so I, I went i went on to do that and then i at that point still hadn't gotten into the program it was a really small program uh, unlike the south uh, you, know, you need to be certified and mm-hmm. a lot of them have associates degrees up north in order to get hired okay so you went to college up north so like, okay. yeah went to college up north and i had taken all my prereqs and i had finished them and was wondering where am i i'm still not in this program it's so <laughs> they accept so little amount of people every yeah. year yeah. and i thought oh, i'll solidify it down into an associates and transfer out to a university so I solidified down to an associates and, th- and that at that point my health had really taken a downhill. So I was mm. anorexic quite literally. Wow. I was a pound from a feeding tube and um, they had discovered that I, all my intestines were connecting up. Mm. And uh, I graduated <laughs> out with that associates. I still worked in the restaurant. I had a IV bag mm. for a TPN, which is this kind of 
nutrient IV type yeah, idea yeah. and and a diving backpack because it wow. fit the IV bag perfectly yeah. as I was so serving. You could just act like you're walking around with a backpack. Uh, yes, and, and like you know, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I yeah, I just had it on a backpack yeah. and I, I I did that serving tables and uh, all the way up till the day before my surgery. I had the surgery and my mom was helping me shower and I had relearned how to walk because wow. uh, they cut me through the linear elbow. So although I knew how to do it mentally, I just, I did not have the strength because I was so atrophied. Yeah. Uh, all my muscles had been eaten away and everything wow. with the anorexia. So you had to completely just relearn how to walk and like, well, do like it, basic motor functions almost. Yeah. I mean, I, I was in a walker and everything for a while Okay. and I get this phone call saying, surprise, you know, the person before you dropped out, you want to start search tech in a couple weeks. And you're wow. like, wow, shit. Oh, look um, at that. Yeah. <laughs> Can I, I do said, it from a wheelchair or <laughs> from the walker? My mom had to drive me cause I was on oxycodone at the time. To wow. my orientation <laughs> with my awesome bag. Them hi to the yeah. first day. Yeah. And uh, man, like she drove me to school and everything, and I sat there with my walker and orientation. Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, you know, as I, I got healthier and I, I gained you know like thirty pounds within mm-hmm. that next you know month and a half, mm-hmm. I feel like it was it was a, I gained a lot of weight, which mm-hmm. was great. That's exactly what That's I exactly needed. What you need. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, the surgery worked. It was like magic. Hear, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, surgery worked, and and then I was able to get it reversed during a spring break. Started out search tech, mm. did that, and um, then I was I was working with the doctors, and in a sense, it makes it a lot more relatable. Mm-hmm. You think I could do what they're doing, yeah. you know? Yeah. And um, there was a patient one time, and I kind of helped save their life, and I decided, you know, I'm going to go go back to school to be a doctor. Wow. So I. I commend you a lot for Did that. Did that, you know, yes. In terms of the idea that you save this patient and you're like, okay, I like that feeling. I like being able to give back. I'm going to go ahead and make this a career. Because honestly, one of the reasons that I uh, did not pursue um, – one of the reasons I did not pursue the healthcare was because I hated the idea of having that liability of when it didn't work out. So yeah. do you not think about that as well? I did. Um, I've had patients die on me. Oh, no. Um, but it, it – for every patient that doesn't do well, you have a lot more patients yeah. who do yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And it just uh, makes it worth it. Okay. And they changed like my look, life. <laughs> yeah, you have to kind of look more of the positive end of it than the exactly. negative. Because if, really my, my sister's a labor and delivery nurse, and I was talking to her one time I was uh, when she was going into nursing, she didn't know exactly what she wanted to do at first. And then once she kind of like picked like her specialty, I'd say like her, she wanted to be a labor and delivery nurse. Um, I remember talking to her and I was like, how do you think you're going to be able to deal with like, you know, she's a very sensitive person. So I was like, how do you think you're going to be able to deal with like, you know, cause it's not, you're not going to see it every day, but occasionally you're going to have like babies that are, that are going to, not going to make it. They're yeah. going mm-hmm. you know, to be born, still born. You're not yeah, like, exactly. and she was like, well, I just have to think about, you know, I'm probably going to have a lot more that'll come out and you know, they're going to be completely fine. And I'm br- help bringing that life into the world. And yeah. I have to I focus more on that than I do this, because if you sit there and harp on the sad part of it, it's going to destroy you and you're not going to want to continue. Yeah. Mm. And is that still her mindset today? Yeah. So I Good would imagine. Her. You should interview her. Have you done an interview with her? Well, she, she, yeah, she's actually coming home from Colorado. She's a travel yeah. nurse right now. She comes home Thursday and we were just talking about it before yeah. you, uh, you had come on. We're going to try to see if we can work out a day to get her on here. You should. Make, she's making an emergency podcast. Yeah, we might have, yeah, I'm going to have to make a, <laughs> another, another emergency podcast like we did. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, we're coming up on time here, but, uh, as for the future for yourself, how you, uh, 
you went within the healthcare. You said you're a surgical tech right now, right? Yeah. Do yeah. you uh, aim to go any higher in terms of positions? I'll be starting medical school this July. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Look at that. And I'll talk about another med student. Yes. Oh, Wait, yes. We've got another med student on here. Wait, so you... Uh, Future med student. Yeah, exactly. So you passed the MCAT and everything? Yeah. Was oh, it easy congrats. for you? How was that for you? It was very hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> there was a lot of practice tests. I took it twice. Yeah. Oh, a lot of med students feel like there's a stigma with saying that uh, you took something the first time and didn't get the score you wanted. No, if anything, a lot of people we've had on there, they had to take it twice. Yeah. Um, and it's so. very much something that you need to persevere through if you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you have to have a strong why, right? Yeah. You, have, so, to, you have to know your why. Yeah. Right, so can you say on here right now your big why as to... I won't be out there helping patients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I want to do it with more responsibility. Okay. You know, okay. I want to yeah. do more than. Do you have like well. a certain specialty that you want to that you think you want to go into, or are you just gonna kind of get in and figure it out? I know what I don't want to do, but I don't. I can't say a hundred percent that I am set on something because I want to make sure that I've s- rotated through the appropriate yeah. avenues. I, I like surgery a lot. It's just the work life makes me nervous. Okay. Yeah, I'll say that yesterday. No, not yesterday, over the weekend uh, when I was in a room, like just delivering whatever, and I saw the health professionals and you guys were, you guys were in somebody in terms of the surgeon and whatnot, and then I just saw you and, you, you know, you're just waving that, you were putting like a thumb up in the air or whatever, you know, I don't know, it was just kind of a vibe of a situation to just see you right there with the professionals, like real deep in there, but... <laughs> uh, I don't know what case this was, but that yeah. was a hard way to put it. I, I'm trying my Close best. Enough. I'm trying my best in terms of there is a body and you guys are in the body, but I can't help in terms of how I to present it in a better place. Yeah, no, body. you know, we are up in their abdomen or yes, guts exactly. or in back, the and they're. I don't remember what yeah. case it was. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so you're, you're so probably many. talking about the we are up close and personal. Yeah, you do you you do all these cases, but I mean, but, uh, at the end of the day. Yes, we're very thankful for what you do as a healthcare professional and the service that you give back. So we we do commend you for that a lot, and also the all the countless patients that you've helped throughout mm. the years. Thank you. Well, you guys have both helped a lot of patients too. So we just transport. I like to. I like to think. That's an important job. That's an important job. We we make ourselves. You we, know, I, I I have found this out pretty recently. Is like. It dep- from where, like we're not gonna uh, like where we are mm-hmm. and like the position that we are in. Mm-hmm. We get a lot more as in like our mine and CEO's position. We get a lot more recognition outside of the operating room mm-hmm. from other departments. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I literally sense. was I was on a on a pickup one time and I said something got brought up about the the patient said something. She asked me if I was like the, they always they always usually think we're like the nurse and they always ask me questions like what yeah. surgeries they're having and I'm like man tell I'm, me what medications this patient's <laughs> yeah, on yeah I was like ma'am I'm just I was like I'm just yeah. your transport I'm just gonna bring yeah. you down there and then I think I said something like oh I'm just I'm just the tech. Yeah. And the nurse came in there and she's like, uh, no, sir, you're yeah, not just the yeah, tech. You, yeah, you yeah. are a tech. She's like, if we didn't have y'all, we would not, this yeah. would not work. So oh, you yeah. don't ever call yourself. And she like kind of got out of me real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ever call yourself yeah, just a tech. And I was like. You guys should not belittle yourselves like that. I, I was noticed like, wow. A lot of times in the, in the OR, at the current hospital we're working at, um, your position is pretty separated from, you know, the nurses and the techs. But, and you are just as vital, first of all. It's just a shame because, um. You know, in some hospitals, they'll merge your guys' role with, like, a, for example, holding patients while you're prepping the leg. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that really helps with the camaraderie mm-hmm. uh, in the operating room yeah. because they can see what you're doing. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and just is so big, unfortunately, that I, I think there is a disconnect. And yeah. it's. Sh- 
there are other places that aren't that way. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and like I can say, same I, job. There are there are many people in in the OR that we work with that are like like doctors and surgeons that are very appreciative and are very good, and they and you know they make us feel like you know what we're doing is is mattering. Yeah, helping. I, it I does. Appreciate those guys. Yeah, we really appreciate those. And like I can tell, you're one of them, even though I don't work a schedule yeah. with you. Yeah, you've got a patient that. out there that's yeah. starving. They've yeah. they've been yeah. fasting, you yeah. know, for two exactly. days. Yeah, I can tell you're one of them. You're the ones getting them in yeah. and out. But then exactly. there's also the ones in there that you know they that they purposely they throw pur- the trash on the floor. Yeah, they purposely. <laughs> yeah. they always put the gown in the linen exactly. basket. Are they are they, per- are they get mad because something just so minor happened and they could simply like. I remember one time there was like one little tiny, tiny little spot of blood left on the floor that somebody just didn't see. And there, there was yeah. a, a certain scrub I know tech exactly who it is. that decided <laughs> to come out, come out in the hall not and Mabel. scream. The yeah, not, not this one. She's, yeah. she's a great one. <laughs> this certain one came outside and basically just dogged us and screamed at us and was like, y'all are, you know, you're lazy and da 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 And then yeah. we, somebody had ended up hearing her in the break room uh, basically cussing us out to her her fellow mm-hmm. employees talking about mm-hmm. we're all lazy and we don't do anything and all we do yeah. is sit in the hall and don't do anything and i was like now you're really not going to get any help from me because <laughs> that's, that's when you need to ask if she wants to write your paycheck yeah. because yeah. she don't because yeah, i would be like exactly. okay so from now on you can when you get done with your case you can clean your own room exactly and you can go get your own patient you yeah. can do everything and say how happy you are and right. at the end of the day she really could have just gotten a little yeah all she had to do was get a wipe and go whoop and yep, that was yep. it and it was solved all her problems like that but you know it's like now you're on the hit list now we don't like it <laughs> yeah. not, not condoning threat, threats on here yeah, but that way. wasn't actually the <laughs> hit list that was more don't take anything from this podcast like, seriously exactly. yeah. yeah we've already put that out there yeah, just we, take it with a grain of salt here. Um, but yes so thank you for coming on here but I think I was saying it before before we got to the topic of the med school but yeah do you have any hopes for your future anything that you're looking forward to as you uh, journey into med school and journey into the rest of your life yeah Yeah. just you know maintaining the relationships with my family and you know strengthening the relationships with those I have and Mm -hmm. um, just looking forward to a bright future and getting able to help patients and the way that I want them to, I can't. Uh, yeah, I can't say it's anything radical, but it's something yeah. that's hard to maintain. Of yeah. course, no, especially with the uh, the craziness of this day and age. Uh, yeah. yeah, craziness with the world. Yeah, but we really uh, do thank you for coming on here, Mabel. Um, this has been appreciate deep. you making the time to come on. Exactly. And on top of that, you don't work today, do you? No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This <laughs> no, is I'm exactly good. what you put off. But tomorrow you do, right? No. No. Okay. You <laughs> girl. Okay. So you. Yeah. So you, you had the time, and thank you for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. So this has been this episode of the Difference Podcast. Uh, Garrett, you have any last remarks? Great episode. Really appreciate it. You coming on and peace out, everybody. All right. Thank you very much. We love you. And until next time.